a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. Today I want to talk to you about a film that is uh, on the list but is only really noticeable because of that. Sleazy, yes, but far from nasty. Human Experiments was passed by the BBFC for cinema release in 1979 on It was released on video got added to the Videos Nasties list in July 83 as one of the original Video Nasties, but then it was quietly dropped by March 84 and was never being re-released in this country. As can be evidenced by the fact it got on, I've got a cinema release, there seemed little reason for it to make the list at all, and I do feel sorry for the poor bastard who uh, who probably got picked up and was waiting to go uh, to waiting to go to trial over this particular release. And I assume it was dropped quietly when they realised they probably there was no case there to answer. This is Rachel Foster, dazzling, defiant. Sheriff, he's trying to cheat me. Destined to be free, but somewhere up ahead, someone was waiting. Hello? Anybody home? Summer and Edwin Brown present the Gregory Goodell film Human Experiments. This just might be what we've been waiting for. I came in to use the phone. My, my car got stuck. I... I see your stay here rather as a short stop along the road, a place to heal and rebuild. <coughs> On the table, please. In six months, she'll be a different human being. What happened to Rachel Foster was the ultimate fear. Human experiments. It began as a venture and became a nightmare of unrelenting terror. Who's there? It's awfully cold for them down there. Rita's dead. He can't tell. Somewhere between medicine and witchcraft. Somewhere between justice and vengeance. Somewhere between progress and the unthinkable. Someone is performing human experiments. Human experiments. Someone is performing...
Being notable for being on the DPP list is not really enough to elevate this film at all. Certainly, just because it's a little mean-spirited doesn't set it aside from anything else, and if you're going to put human experiments and talk about it in the video nasties list in that kind of context, um, you know, it, it's not much to cling on to the fact that it's in the list. It features a little nudity, which is odd, really, considering the fact it's a women in prisons movie, some strange moments involving bugs, a type of gore that you would be able to see in a variety of mainstream movies. Even the cover, featuring a woman's bare back, is fairly tame. That cover is pretty lame, really, and even features a little bit of clip art from 1984, from an old 1984 video cover, meaning that Big Brother's eyes were looking out, which is almost a slightly ironic nod to its face on the Video Nasties list. Journalist Kim Newman in the um, Jake West's box set, a Definitive Video Nasties, proposed that the film was picked up because it had experiments in the title and therefore got mixed up with SS Experiment Camp. However, somebody obviously had flagged it up as problematic, although there's a, ch- a chance of a conviction must have seemed remote, particularly when you consider the fact it already had the cinema certificate. The result is that even with the fame of being video nasty, no one has seen fit to give it another release. I'll need your Jane Hancock on her death certificate. Suicide by he. Your theories. Your theories. Break them down. Turn them into infants. Raise them like our own. Oh, God, how could I? I wanted rehabilitation to be something more than a catchphrase to ensure once they left here, they wouldn't be back. And now, after three failures, yes, failures, we can add murder to our list of achievements. Well, I, I think one could conclude that if there were an investigation... Investigation? Yes. But I'm sure there won't be. These things happen, even in the best of prisons. Your signature. The film itself is a mixture of women in prison drama and mad scientist shtick features a blonde country and western singer called Rachel, played by Linda Hayes, who stumbles across a murder scene and promptly gets it all pinned on her. After this 15-minute intro, we are thrown into one of the least exploitative women in prison flicks ever made. With the exception of, of a fair dose of early doors nudity, it's all very tame. Our prisoners seem, appear at, uh, at the range of angels, and the bulk of them keep their clothes on, which, to be fair, and I know this sounds pretty misogynistic, does go against the grain of these type of films. The real salacious details go to Jeffrey Lewis, who's channeling every corrupt doctor in the history of cinema in his bonkai's portrayal of a prison shrink, Dr. Klein. Jeffrey Lewis is uh, known for a variety of character roles. He's appeared in films ranging from The Lawnmower Man to The Devil's Rejects uh, to Maverick, uh, the um, the uh, Mel Gibson version of that film, uh, that story. And um, 
he has popped up in a variety of different things through the years. And you, you know, you, you look at the trailer on the website when you when you spot his face, you'll know who he is. And Linda Haynes uh, appeared in a variety of films, really, particularly based around the uh, in the seventies, uh, appearing in films like Coffee and uh, Rolling Thunder as well. So that kind of uh, slightly more hard nosed, exploitative type of film. Uh, work uh, so this um, this shrink Doctor Klein works with Warden a uh, Warden Weber, who's played by uh, Mercedes Shirley. Anyway, the Doctor's idea is to break people down into a catatonic state and then retrain them to be decent members of society. This two-step plan is working extremely well in the drive-them-mad department, but struggles in the bring-them-back-to-normal part. Inevitably, Rachel gets dragged in as one of the subjects, and the rest of the film is a standard romp as you see the woman get tipped into insanity before the entire story unravels horribly and unsatisfyingly leaving the wonder the viewer to wonder what the actual ending meant Pam's dead is that right well we better report this here to the warden because Pam was paroled yesterday afternoon now get dressed before I throw you in the rack solitude the loss of freedom, the aftermath of your crime, all these play terrible tricks on the mind. No, I don't believe it. I have never claimed to be a genius, but I know what I know, and I know somebody's trying to frighten me. Do you hear yourself, Rachel? Can you hear yourself? That's classic paranoia. Take one of these before bed. We'll help you sleep. So director Jeffrey Goddell's film is a fairly humdrum piece of cinema. It lacks the energy needed to make it stand out amongst its contemporaries and even amongst some of the shoddier work on the list, struggles really to stand out. It doesn't help that there is little tension. A descent into madness should give a director freedom to do something striking and different. Here we get lots of crawling through tunnels, screaming and a mock execution which comes so far out of left field. Haynes' performance at the centre of all this is decent enough, and he can really feel for her. Jeffrey Lewis is as much quality as you'd expect from such a veteran of oddball roles, and any of the subtlety which lends to he lends to it quickly gets stamped out in favour of a rabid need to keep its exploitation credentials going, but doing a pretty bad job at that. For example, who has the villain killed off-screen in a film like this? But also, why would a prison allow a band called Lucifer and the Archangels to play there? It's a cinema idea from 50s B-movies when the film would stop for one of the actors to play a song, no doubt destined for the hit parade. It reminds me of like a, an AIP moment in like um, 
something like, you know, uh, Blood of Dracula or one of those, you know, where they, I was a teenage vampire, you know, when they did, they have like a, like a dawn party halfway through and some random characters pop up and play a track. So with all this craziness going on, there should be room for a little tension. But dra- but um, moments of drama are thrown away. And the sleaze just isn't sleazy enough to make up for it. Now languishing just as a grainy VHS, it's a sad example of the nasties on the list. A brief period of notoriety, followed by being little more than a curio for collectors. So even as a nasty, it's a failure. Director Jeffrey Goddell wrote, directed and produced the feature, and this was his first. He's an award-winning writer, producer, director whose credits include independent features, documentaries, TV movies and miniseries. He's lectured at the American Film Institute and other organisations and lives on the West Coast with his wife and two daughters. To be fair though, his credits seem to focus on TV movies the week fair. On the whole, everything everything we're talking about here is uneventful. So as I said, it had already had a cinema release and was um, and was uh, released actually on by the Jaguar label early on in '81. Um, I said it's never been re-released, but apparently Scorpion have announced a US R uh, zero so multi-region. DVD, uh, but they haven't given a release date for it yet, so they've obviously picked up the rights and are working towards something from that. Um, but good on Scorpion. I mean, uh, you know, as I said, it, as it stands at the moment, it, it, you know, it's it's pretty much unloved. So um, hopefully, it'll uh, it'll get some some cred back. Move it, touch. You're not going to the prom. How far down is that? <laughs> Granny's back. It's awfully cold for them down there. This one's interesting. <clears throat> Murdered four complete strangers. No prior record. Sentenced for life. No living relatives. Jones, Tanya L. Here. Can't keep your ass off the streets, can you? No, ma'am. Weiler, Jimmy C. How are you, Jimmy? Just fine. Foster, Rachel B. Here. Now, if I was hard of hearing, which I ain't, that would have gone right by me. 
So you just speak up. Here, ma'am. Remember, Princess, when you see me, when you speak to me, all you have is unabiding respect. Look at me. Respect. Red lines are your boundary lines. Prisoners are not allowed behind any red line. Any prisoner found behind a red line will be given a 115. All mail will be inspected. Each letter is limited. Okay, that's that for this week. Sorry it's so short. Um, there's not that much to say about it, unfortunately. Um, thanks for everyone who's been in contact with me again this week. Um, hope you had a good bank holiday weekend if you're in England. Or Brit- the UK, I should say. Um, thanks to everyone who contacted me on Twitter. You can get hold of me on Twitter yourself at, at orange underscore monkey. If you want to send me an email, please do. It's videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can contact me on my uh, website at videonastiespodcast.com. Just like um, Elliot Best did. Thanks very much for this. This is a really nice comment. He said, excellent. My Sunday routine involves listening to your excellent podcast on the iPod. In bed, sleep mask on. It's the adult equivalent of me reading Alan Frank horror movie books by torchlight after lights out as a boy. Illicit frills. Uh, well, brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Elliot. That's a really nice thing to say, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. Uh, as I said, we're not, we, we unfortunately couldn't provide many illicit thrills this week. Uh, next week we will do, though. We've got um, the last of our Nazi exploitation films, so uh, illicit thrills ahoy. It's the only one you can actually buy in the UK still uh, that's on the list. Uh it's SS Experiment Camp, and it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about that. So, until next week, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually. What I know is in that film.